Welcome to one of our one hour summer refresher series trainings. Today, uh, I will be presenting on social skills training uh, using uh, these modules that you also should have access to. And I'll go more into that in a minute. Um, my name's Chelsea Sims. My pronouns are she, her. I'm a licensed clinical social worker, um, mostly with experience up in San Francisco. Um, but when I moved down to Los Angeles, I started working at the Public Mental Health Partnership. So um, this is a partnership between UCLA and DMH, and we provide technical assistance and training to providers in LA County, specifically um, FSP teams and home teams. Um, the resource we're going to be using today is accessible by FSP providers um, in Los Angeles County. So I will give you more information about that. So today we're going to be uh, going through a self-paced um, training module on social skills. Um, and I say it's self-paced and here I am pacing us, but we want you to know that these trainings are available to FSP providers online. So we're giving you a sample of one today and in our other uh, summer refresher series, you might see some other ones. If you joined us in our systems-oriented training collaborative, we used a couple videos on day three. Um, some of the trainings are just a video, kind of like a recorded training that we have in our archive. And some are like the one we're doing today, which is kind of self-paced with multiple steps. So you'll get a sampling of that today. Um, just want you to know about this resource. You can register, you need to register first, and then you'll get access to these trainings in about 24 hours. So it takes 24 hours. So don't be alarmed if you get a login and then there's nothing there that happened to me. So um, once you do register for the CPI, and that's again, the Center for Practice Innovations, um, you'll kind of get this screen once it's been 24 hours and this will show your training transcript. And then you would just click on open curriculum. This particular training today is under the, um, topic of clinical supervision. I am not exactly sure why. I'm sure this could be used within clinical supervision, but it wasn't obvious to me. So I just wanted you guys to know where to find it later um, in case you want to share this with others or you want to look at other modules. This is a, a little bit of an overview on how to do that. Um, and then one thing to note also in today's module is that there are a bunch of resources available if you do get a login and log in there. Um, so as you can see, I've made a circle around that resource button. Uh, there's a bunch of PDFs there, two of which I'll show you today, um, but those are also available. So I just want you to know so many resources for free, check them out if you find this one helpful. All right, so this, we're gonna switch over to the CPI module. All right, so everyone should be seeing um, this window and it has social skills training with start course. Um, and then you can see all those options on the left. 
with the list in the menu numbered one through, you know, the teens, it gets up to you. Um, does that, if anyone cannot see this, just let us know in the chat. Um, I'm gonna skip some of the things because we don't need to hear everything that's gonna be said. Okay, and let's start with learning objectives. As a result of completing this course, you will be able to describe what is meant by the term social skills, explain why social skills are important, define social skills training, and understand the approach and steps used to teach social skills. All right, so that's pretty, uh, that's a pretty good list of things that I wanna learn. Let's keep going. By clicking through the images below, you will learn about the definition, importance, and cultural context of social skills. Social skills are behaviors that are socially acceptable. This means they are accepted by most people in a particular society or culture. Examples include appropriate dress and behavior, conversation skills, and expression of emotion. Social skills may vary across different cultures. For example, in some cultures, direct eye contact is considered inappropriate, whereas in others, it is encouraged. And when social skills are used appropriately, they result in effective social interactions. Now that we've reviewed what social skills are, let's learn about why they are important. Click through the notes on the bulletin board from left to right to learn more. Social skills are important because some individuals find knowing what to say or how to act challenging. When I was reviewing this, I related to that. You know, sometimes it can be challenging to know what to say or how to act. This makes it difficult for these individuals to establish and maintain social relationships, fulfill social roles, or have their social needs met. Social skills are also often necessary for individuals to accomplish personally meaningful goals. Social skills are very important, but difficulties with these skills can occur because individuals may not interact with others appropriately, they may not use skills that are needed in particular situations, and they may not be aware of socially appropriate behavior. Social skills training is a therapy that is designed to help people become more competent at socializing. Research has shown that social skills can improve with training and improved social functioning can be achieved by teaching effective social skills. So this course is going to go through social skills training and it'll um, have a video example, which I found really helpful. And then there's an excellent resource that you can use um, in the future. Are there any questions so far or feedback about um, the definition of social skills, how, how you've thought about it? Is this kind of lining up with what you think about when you think social skills? And one thing I did want to point out here is that um, this is evidence-based practice to do social skills training. Evidence shows that 
um, social skills are teachable, they're learnable. I know I've improved my social skills over the years. So, um, you know, helping people learn how to develop those skills, it's, it's basic. And so um, it can really transform interactions people have out in the community. Social skills training is a targeted treatment that can help an individual achieve important social outcomes when applied together with other critical interventions, such as medication management or case management. This training is effective in increasing the use of specific social behaviors and improving social functioning. Social skills training is supported by extensive literature and it is widely regarded as an evidence-based practice. One example is that it's been found to improve employment-related interpersonal skills. Social skills training is flexible and tailored to the needs of each individual. It facilitates active learning on the part of the individual through practice. It is engaging of the individual's interests, values, and goals. The training is patient-centered to enhance motivation and supportive of the goals of the individual. Social skills training focuses on four related types of social skills. They are communication skills, which are conversation skills useful for socializing with others, friendship and dating skills, which are social skills used in friendly or romantic relationships, assertiveness skills, which are skills used to express a feeling or opinion with confidence, and conflict management skills, which are skills used to express a point of view when there is a disagreement. Now that we have reviewed what social skills training is, let's get into the steps involved. By clicking through the numbers below, you will learn the three steps, tell, show, do, that are used when working with individuals on developing social skills. Tell the individual what the skill is, including its steps. Tell the individual why the skill is important. So that's step one, tell. Show the individual how to do the skill. This is often called modeling. Show. Provide the individual with the opportunity to practice the skill. This is often called behavioral rehearsal or role play. Do, so this is a technique that I'm sure um, we've all used with clients. Um, I, I do like how this is organized into just three steps. Social skills training can be conducted individually, one-on-one, -on -one, or in small groups with six to eight participants. Please take a moment to test your knowledge. Read each statement shown and then decide which step of the tell-show-do process it corresponds with. Type your response in the blue word bank seen on the screen. All right, so I'm going to cheat on this quiz by having all of you help me answer. So. The statement is, how to do the skill modeling. Is that telling, showing, or doing? Showing. Let's see. Correct. Awesome. What the skill is and why it is important. I think it might be, right? Because that's when you're explaining before practicing. Yep. Good job, everybody. Okay. And then this one, opportunity to practice the skill or role play. So we've 
modeled it with the showing. Which one is this? Show, tell, or do? Yes, we're doing it. Awesome. Role play is a useful tool to help individuals practice social skills. By clicking the numbers below, you will learn about the steps involved with role play scenarios. All right, so the do part of the tell, show, do, where you're practicing with your client um, might also be called a role play. So here's what they have to say about that. The provider helps the individual identify personally meaningful situations in which the skill may be used. One example may be when they buy a cup of coffee. The individual engages in a role play with the provider and other individuals may be involved if they are practicing in a group. Step three. Once the role play is complete, the provider and other individuals give praise and other positive reinforcements to the individual. Showing your client what they did well. Also, the provider and other individuals may offer suggestions for how the interaction can be even better. Giving some feedback. Lastly, the individual can practice the skill in the real world when they feel ready and they may report back to the provider on how it went. So the role play leads to the real world, right? You practice it with your client and then they try it out in the real world and let you know how it went. So let's watch a video example. Melissa, an OnTrack New York clinician, engages Mary in a skill building session in support of Mary's recovery goal to meet new people. Hey Mary, it's really nice to see you again. It was really helpful for me to meet with you last week to get a clear picture of the goals that you've been working on. It sounds exciting. Yeah, um, who are you again? I mean, what is it that you do here? My name is Melissa and I'm what's known as a primary clinician. My role is to work with young people to help them think about and develop specific goals and skills to help you get what you want out of life. For example, last week you mentioned that one of your goals is to meet new people and make new friends. Yeah, but it's been a while since I've done that. Okay. I've worked with a lot of young people just like you. I've helped them build the skills that they need in order to meet new people and make new friends. That would be great. So can you tell me what's been difficult for you about meeting new people? Well, sometimes I have a hard time putting myself out there, like I'm afraid I'll seem stupid or something. I just don't even know where to start. Well, knowing where to start can seem really difficult, especially if you're worried about seeming stupid. Exactly. The good news is, is I don't think you're gonna seem stupid. Not everybody has to be a, you know, social butterfly, but having a little more confidence can definitely make things easier. How about if we focus on learning how to feel more confident with making new friends? Okay, we could, we could try, I guess. Okay, so why don't you tell me a little bit about how you learn? Are you someone who learns by watching and listening, writing things down, or actually trying things out? 
I'm not sure. Maybe all of those? Okay. So we'll talk about it. We'll write some things down, and then we'll try it out. Sound okay? Sounds good. Okay. Here's a notepad. Thanks. So the first step is identifying a place that you want to meet a new person at. Okay, like picking a scenario. The second step is introducing yourself and greeting the person. The third step is just making some small talk, like something easy. And then the fourth step is figuring out if the person wants to keep the conversation going. So four easy steps. It doesn't seem that hard. No, it's not hard at all actually. And it gets easier and easier the more you do it. So why don't you write this down? The first step is picking the right time and place. And the second step is introducing yourself, greeting the person. Step three is making some small talk. And step four is judging if the person wants to keep the conversation going. Okay, I got it. Okay. So now we practice. We need to think of a scenario where you can imagine meeting a person. Can you think of something? There's this person that works at the coffee shop near where I live, and she seems pretty nice. Okay. So what is she like, a barista? Yeah, the barista. Okay. Do you happen to know her name? No. Okay. That's okay. So what if we call her what? Like Carla. Sure. So you're going to be Carla, and I'm going to pretend to be you walking into the coffee shop after school. Does that seem like a good time to practice? Yeah, that works. Okay. Hey, what's up? I'm Mary. Hey, what's up? I'm Carla. It's nice to meet you. I can't believe how cold it is. It's the second week of spring, and it still feels like the middle of winter. Seriously. I'm so over it. You know, I think I'm going to have a hot chocolate today. Good choice. I actually make them really good here. Perfect. Wow, Mary, you jumped right into it, and it really worked. Can I give you some feedback? Yeah. So I think you did a really great job. The only thing I'd have to say is that you could speak a little bit louder. Okay. okay. How about we try it again? This time I'll be Carla and you be you. Okay. So go ahead and walk up to the counter. You've already done step one. You've identified that it's the right time and place. Moving on to step two and introduce yourself. Right. Hi, could I have a small coffee, please? I'm Mary, I see you here all the time. Hey Mary, what's up? I'm Carla, it's nice to meet you. You too. Okay, now remember, step three is making small talk. Right. Wow, can you believe it's snowing out there again? Two weeks into spring and it's freezing. I know, it's so cold, it kind of makes me want to move back home. Well, bye. Okay, great, Mary. How do you think that went? It went okay, not so terrible. No, no, not terrible at all. Can I give you some feedback? Yeah. Okay, you did a really good job of introducing yourself. I liked how you made small talk. Again, I think you could have been even louder. And then in the end, when she said that she's thinking about moving back home, that to me is a signal to keep the conversation going, like maybe asking her where she's from. I could do that. 
So why don't we try it again the second time, keeping in mind the earlier feedback? Right. Hi, could I have a cup of coffee? I'm, I'm Mary, by the way. Hey Mary, what's up? I'm Carla. I see you here all the time. Yeah, I see you here a lot. Remind me, how do you take your coffee? Um, with three creams and a Splenda. Sure, no problem. So, we'll try it again. You know what they say. Third time's a charm. Hi, what's up? I'm Mary. I see you here all the time. Could I have a small cup of coffee? Hey Mary, I'm Carla. It's nice to meet you. I think I've seen you in here before, right? Like every day. Okay. Uh, do me a favor, remind me, how do you take your coffee? Two creams and a Splenda. That was great. Do you think you're ready to try this out in the real world? Maybe. I think so. I, I definitely think that you're ready. Do you think that you would have time between now and next week to give it a try? Yeah, I go there practically every day. Okay, great. So give it a try. I'm looking forward to hearing how it goes next week. Okay, sounds good. Thanks, Melissa. You're welcome, Mary. I'll see you next week. Yeah. Melissa engages Mary in a stepwise skills building session that begins with psychoeducation about how she can help Mary with an important goal, making new friends. Melissa asks how Mary learns best and is prepared to tailor their session to Mary's response. She then identifies the steps of the skill of making new friends and has Mary write down the steps. Finally, Melissa takes Mary through a role play of each of the steps and provides her with feedback that will enhance Mary's proficiency before she tries the skill outside of the office. All right, so we saw a role play. Um, it might not be totally representative of what our work with our clients looks like, right? Maybe not super calm in a room. She wants to be there. She's ready to engage with the provider. She's able to listen. You know, it's a little different than the real world for us and um, the kind of work that we do with our clients. So I totally um, see that. And I still think there's something we can take away from this. How would this be... Oh, yeah. um, how could this be used with a client of yours? You pointed out a key part, right? You have to find out what matters to them, right? Um, and be client-centered. So if they're working on a goal where social skills are important, which most goals are, right? Kind of connecting yeah. the dots between, we'll practice this so that, you know, you can... interact better with the SSI person, you know, get, tolerate that doctor's appointment better, whatever it is. Um, let's do a quick oh quiz on ourselves after that video. Let's test your knowledge again. In the role play you just watched, what are the steps of social skills that the clinician taught Mary? Please use the drop-down menu next to each number below to put the steps in the correct order. All right, so this was for starting, or I think starting a conversation. So what was the first step? Was it making small talk? 
judging if the person wants to keep the combo going, introducing yourself, picking the right time and place. Yes. Number four. Okay. And then how about for the second one? What's the second one? Introduce yourself, make small talk, introduce. Yep. Okay. Thank you. Number three, we've already done these two. What are we going to do next? Are we judging if the person wants to keep the combo going or are we making small talk? You're on it. All right. So then the last thing is judging if the person wants to keep the conversation going, which I would say is a high level skill. <laughs> we don't always know. All right. Good job, everybody. At the end of the role play, Mary agreed to a few next steps. Please select all of the correct answers below. All right, did Mary agree to try out her social skills in the real world? I see, I saw a nod and a yes in the comments, fantastic. Did she say she'd report back to the clinician about how it goes? But yes, she said she's gonna go out and try it in the real world and report back next week. Um, she also said she's gonna return to her primary clinician next week. Did she talk about an art therapy class? This is a good uh, active listening skills test. Nope, no, we did not hear about an art therapy class. Awesome. Now we will focus on the different types of social skills we referred to earlier in this training, starting with communication skills. By clicking on the tabs to the right, you will learn about communication skills and the steps to beginning a conversation. So within this module, we have, uh, if you see on this, um menu list on the left there's four different categories for social skills which was listed earlier we've got communication skills friendship and dating skills assertiveness skills and conflict management skills um they're going to go through some examples for each of these but i also wanted you all to know that you can find this information on um one of the resources they provide. So even though we won't get an example for each step, each type of communication skill, we'll just get one. You can refer to this PDF recovery coach manual. And I will show that to you once we go through these, all right? So um, just know there's more information and you'll have access to it. Communication skills include how to start a conversation, maintain a conversation, end a conversation, and communicate your point. Okay, and then they're going to pull out starting a conversation. So just one of these skills. To start a conversation, there are some steps an individual may follow. Choose the right time and place. Introduce yourself or greet the person you wish to talk with. Make small talk, for example, you can talk about the weather or sports, and judge if the other person is listening and wants to talk. Fantastic. So those were the steps we just went through, and then we all knew which order they went in. Here are some examples of possible role play scenes that can be used to practice this skill. Please take a moment to read them. All right, so we have some role play scenes here that you might practice with your clients. Um, a new person is starting in their class or their job. They'd like to welcome them. I'm talking as though that's, they're the client. 
Um, your client is at a family gathering. They'd like to start a conversation with a family member they haven't seen in years. They're sitting with another person at lunch, but don't know them very well. They'd like to get to know them better. Where else might a, can you think of a scenario where your client would benefit from practicing starting a conversation? What's an example from your, um, from the community you're working in? Medical appointments. Oh, they get a new roommate. Yes, those are great, great um, scenarios, right? Medical appointments. Um, you definitely need to start conversations with your uh, providers. You might want to make small talk with the nurse, um, talking to family, advocacy, work interview. Yes, outings, picnic. Right. So. I love it. You're coming up with wonderful scenarios for uh, your clients to practice where this practice can come in handy for your clients. Fantastic. All right, now let's look at friendship and dating. By clicking on the images below, you will learn about friendship and dating skills with examples on how to ask someone on a date. So the examples are how to ask somebody on a date. I haven't ever trying to think. I mean, no, I've, I've talked to clients about their dating, um, but it hasn't come up super often compared to other relationships they have going on. Um, so I think that this can be used for a friend date, a family date, a romantic date, just any sort of person you want to um, develop your relationship with. Relating and dating skills include expressing positive feelings, asking someone on a date, finding common interests, and expressing affection. To ask someone on a date, there are some steps an individual may follow. Approach a person you are interested in. Ask if they might want to do an activity together. Listen to their response. If the person agrees, pick a day and time for the activity. If they indicate they are not interested, thank them for letting you know. Here are some examples of possible role play scenes that can be used to practice this skill. Please take a moment to read them. All right, so some of the scenes they have listed, there's a new person at your work school that you would like to get to know, you initiate a casual conversation with them. And excuse me, <coughs> in this scenario, the you is your client, right? Um, second, you discover you have a lot in common with a person at your work school and decide to ask that person out. Um, and another, you are at a party at a friend's house, you meet someone who you would like to see again and wanna ask for their phone number. So you may have already practiced the starting a conversation skill here um, with these folks and you wanna take it a little bit further. Um, and so you wanna use these friendship and dating skills. By clicking on the tabs to the left, you will learn about assertiveness skills with examples on how to express unpleasant feelings. All right, so now we move into assertiveness skills. Assertiveness skills include expressing unpleasant feelings, making requests, refusing requests, expressing disagreement, responding to criticism, and asking for help or support. I love this explanation of assertiveness. Um, what is the difference between being assertive and aggressive? I would love to hear from you. Tone, yes. Right, when we hear aggressive, 
unless it's maybe in sports, we don't think of it as a positive. Um, assertive is seen more positive. When I was, um, I've, I've done some assertiveness training um, for groups before. And when I, when I talked about it, I think of assertiveness as um, definitely includes tone, right? But your tone of voice, your body language, right? If you're, you've got like, you know, your mean stance and face on, you, you, something you're being assertive about might be taken aggressively. Um, and so I think about it like uh, assertiveness is when you're respecting yourself and the person you're talking to. And by respecting yourself, you're doing all these things in this list like expressing your feelings, even if they're un unpleasant, making and refusing requests, um, responding to criticism, all that stuff. Um, so you're respecting yourself by standing up for yourself, asserting yourself, but you're respecting the other person by using yeah. a calm tone, using good, good body yeah. language. Yeah, one kind of has a better chance of going the way that you want than the other. Although being assertive is no guarantee that you're getting what you want. The guarantee is that you are expressing what you want or need. Awesome, thank you. All right, so we'll look at the first one, expressing unpleasant feelings. To express unpleasant feelings, there are some steps an individual may follow. Look at the person and speak calmly and firmly. Say exactly what the other person did that upset you. Tell the person how it made you feel and explore how this may be avoided in the future. Awesome, so expressing unpleasant feelings can be really difficult to do um, for anyone if we are in our feelings about it, right? Um, to do, to be able to speak calmly and firmly. Um, I'm wondering what, where would, working on this, practicing this with your client, where might that benefit them? Like who, who are your clients needing to express their unpleasant feelings to that maybe they're not able to? Us, I love that you, that was your first thought, right? We need to be um, a safe place where our clients can express their unpleasant feelings because we can hold them, we can work on um, validation and reinforcement of, uh, you know, people's right to feel certain feelings and where our control lies and how we react to them. So yes, definitely us are the kind of the, uh, where we want to model that that is a safe thing to do. Yes. Yeah, so clients need to advocate for themselves, right? I mean, we, we work to advocate for our clients. And then we also work to help our clients build advocacy skills. And a huge self-advocacy skill is expressing when things are um, unpleasant, when things need to change. Um, and especially if um, a client is not getting their needs met by another service provider, that can be explained to the service provider. So I'm thinking, for instance, like a client might um, have a negative interaction with a doctor about their substance use, and perhaps you could uh, rehearse with your client how you might respond, how that client could respond to the doctor the next time. Um, and maybe that could change the relationship so that the client is more likely to continue receiving the medical care. 
So that's a quick example I, I, um, I was thinking about. And then here's some from the... Here are some examples of possible role play scenes that can be used to practice this skill. Please take a moment to read them. So these are the scenarios they've come up with. Your roommate left dirty clothes on the living room floor again. You decide to say something to your roommate about the clothes. So we had, um, oh, I see Sergio. You also said during a money management weekly meeting. So there are all these different people that um, our clients could use practice on expressing unpleasant feelings towards um, money management folks, uh, their providers, their support teams. Um, and then also, Roommates, uh, folks who live near them are staying near them in an encampment, um, people in their social circle where they might have conflict. Um, okay, so that's the first example. Second, a professional missed an appointment with you and you were left sitting in the waiting room for an hour at the next appointment, you wanna bring up this incident. So this might be a chance for uh, a little, empowerment where a client can practice self-advocacy like we were talking about earlier. Um, and then the second one, the third one, your family suddenly decided not to visit you for the weekend. You are disappointed that you'll not get to see them and want to let them know this. Um, I had a, I had some clients whose family had promised to visit and then didn't show up. And, um, and this, I, you know, I wish I had this step list at the time to go through to practice with her responding to her family and letting them know how that made her feel. Um, so those are some options there. All right, now we'll do conflict By clicking management. on the tabs to the right, you will learn about conflict management skills with examples on how to engage in compromise and negotiation. Conflict management skills include compromise and negotiation, disagreeing with someone without arguing, leaving stressful situations, expressing angry feelings, and general problem solving. All right, so then it goes, so these are all different skills. These, how many are there? Five different skills, right? And so they're gonna deep dive into the compromise and negotiation. To compromise and negotiate, there are some steps an individual may follow. Explain your viewpoint briefly, listen to the other individual's viewpoint, repeat the other individual's viewpoint, and suggest a compromise. Here are some examples of possible role play scenes that can be used to practice this skill. Please take a moment to read them. Okay, some examples. You wanna have pizza for lunch with your friend, but your friend does not want pizza that day. How do you decide where to go for lunch? You want to visit your family next weekend, but they have other plans. You would like to negotiate another weekend for the visit. A treatment provider asks you to schedule an appointment for two on Wednesday. You have other plans at that time. What do you say? These are simple, but um, important scenarios where there's room for negotiation and compromise. Um, there's room for clients to express how they feel and what they need. Um, and also try to meet whomever they're speaking with in the middle and find, find a way to do that. Can you think of any scenarios where uh, compromise and negotiation would come up for your clients? What would you practice? What would you rehearse with them? 
related to compromise and negotiation. So when do clients need to compromise or maybe invite someone else to compromise with them? Roommates, yes, definitely. Uh, compromise and negotiation for roommates, right? Um, so much, so many um, areas within living with another person where you need to communicate. All right, let's do the knowledge check. Let's test your knowledge one last time. For each example on the left, please choose the correct social skill from the drop down menu on the right. All right, so making requests. Is that a friendship and dating skill, communication skill, assertiveness skill, or conflict management skill? Assertiveness, making requests. Let's see. Well, I guess we have to choose them all. Hopefully we get them all right. Okay, how about for the second one? Leaving stressful situations. Yep, conflict. Okay, maintaining conversations. I see one for friendship. Any other ideas? I see another one for communication. Put friendship for now. What about finding common interests? Do you think that's friendship or communication skill? I think this one is friendship and maintaining conversations would go under communication. I mean, it's a little silly, right? You know, we also want to be able to maintain conversations when we're trying to have friends. So um, I understand building friendship and social interaction. Beautiful. Okay. I think we got them all right. Fabulous. In summary, social skills are behaviors that are socially acceptable. Social skills training is an evidence-based therapy designed to help people become more competent at socializing. Social skills training emphasizes role play and real world practice, and it can include practicing communication, friendship and dating, assertiveness, and conflict management skills. Please take a moment to review. Okay, I'm not going to have her talk, but you can see um, there's additional resources here. And now I want to show you this resource really quickly. So if you click here and you go to the recovery coach manual, let me open that. I have it open already in a different place. And I'm going to share that screen. Okay, so this is that resource I showed you um, called the recovery coach manual. Um, I believe it will also be posted on the website later once the um, slideshow is there. So it's a very long document. So I'm letting you know that pages 18 to 36 have all of the stuff we covered today, plus the steps for each component of each section. So um, I'm not going to read through all this. I'm just going to kind of show you. Um, so social networking skills. Um, I, I think of um, Facebook or something, but I think they just mean networking <laughs> socially. Uh, so we have starting conversations, which we covered all of this, but then they also have maintaining conversations, ending conversations, they have scenes. So to start you brainstorming and then the steps of the skill. So this is a really great resource. Um, you keep going, getting your point across that's still in the communication. Then we get to relating and dating, um, which is the friendship and dating, I think is how they listed it here. Um, and then it has uh, you know, talking to people about your mental health, 
what an important topic, right? So I encourage you to check out this. It's uh, rich in information. Hopefully the uh, training today was a good preview and you have something to take away with you um, for this week. I hope going through this together was helpful and that you now know more about this resource and also are just thinking about social skills and how to practice them with your clients. Thank you so much.